Well, when he said, you look just like us, that's when I broke down. Because I've never in my life looked like anybody. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 16, where today I am talking to Lorna. Hi, Lorna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is Black Friday. I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for setting time aside to record this today. No problem. And I have not heard your story yet, but I believe you're aware of the format of how you can share your story with us. Right. So if if you're ready, why don't you go ahead and bring us to the beginning and let us know what your original family was like in your childhood. Okay. Um, thanks for having me. Um, my childhood was really pretty idyllic, if you will, um, was raised with um, mom and dad who really cared for me and were really loving. I was the oldest child and uh, three other uh, siblings, and we were not well off by any means. In fact, you know, looking back on it, you didn't really know that you were maybe more on the poor side than you were, but we were, you know, we always were fed and clothed. It was a matter of having a garden and maybe mom cook, would uh, sew the clothes and things like that, but we had plenty. So I felt like I had a very um, pretty normal, basic childhood. Um, the only thing that was strange about my childhood, which I'm sure you've heard this, is that um, when we were all together, I was always looked at and people from outside of the family would always say, well, where did you come from? Because um, all my sisters and family members were fair-headed and um, bigger boned and just um, totally looked different than me. I was a very petite, dark haired, dark eyes, dark skinned little girl. So I always got the milkman's daughter line, which I'm sure is pretty standard among uh, us NPEs from what I understand. But um, I was always told by my mother that it was because I looked like her side of the family. And we didn't, my mother brought us back from her hometown when my father got out of the air force they moved back to his hometown and so I didn't really have a lot of interaction with my mother's side of the family and there was a lot of secrecy kind of nobody really talked about her upbringing or her um you know grandparents or parents or anything like that so I didn't have pictures nothing to look at and my mom did have dark hair but she was not dark skinned so I always just kind of bought the whole story of that you know I was from my mom's side of the family and they all look like and that does happen you know that's pretty normal that you could have a child that looks different than the others Mm -hmm. so my you know I just was completely um 
oblivious. <laughs> and I would always say, oh, I look like my mom's side of the family. And that was the end of that. Yeah. After, you know, my into my young adulthood, I guess it was. And then I met my husband that I'm married to, uh, 40 years tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Wow. Um, so, yeah, when I met him, one of the very first things he said was, you know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> you know, this is the basic, why do you not look like your family? And I gave him the standard line of, you know, I look like my mom's side of the family. And he just looked at me kind of, okay, you know, whatever, you're going to believe that, but okay. And we just let it go. Mm-hmm. And so um, fast forwarding, you know, of course, to when DNA became affordable and available one day we were in our office we own a business together have run the business together for a long 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 time and we were in the office and he just said you know half jokingly why why don't we get that dna done let's let's get our dna done and just see who we are because he was always told he had a lot of native american in him and um he actually since we were from the south jokingly but and not in a hurtful way but jokingly kind of said you know you know in the south there was a lot of slavery that was you know people intermingled with for want of a better way to say it so you know you might be some part african-american and i was like oh wow that would be interesting to see you know because i'm curious or whatever and um wouldn't have bothered me a a bit of course (laughs) and he um so so let's do it. So I was like, all right. So we send off for the kits. We're in the office and we do the little, you know, vials of saliva or whatever. And we send it off to Ancestry.com. And um, about two, three weeks later, he gets his results. And his are, you know, pretty much Heinz 57 variety mutt. You know, he's just a little mix of everything. Um, strangely enough, no Native American, even though if you could see him, you would just swear there's some Native American blood. So I don't know as they, you know, the results kind of, we've been getting changes in our results where as the DNA um, industry, I guess, gets better and better at doing this, they're they're able to break down more and more um, uh, regions even of your of your DNA. So it has changed and evolved. But uh, he doesn't really pay attention to all that. I, of course, with my story, you know, I'm just totally obsessed with every little thing they send me. But <laughs> he doesn't even really look. Um, so anyway, he got his back pretty normal. And my, mine didn't come back for another week or so. So then about a week later, I get mine. And I look at it. And I just kind of think, that's really strange. Because it came back 44% Greek. And, um, I was like, wow, I didn't know my mom was Greek, you know, because her last name was totally Irish. (laughs) And, um, again, like I said, you know, dark, dark hair, whatever. And, um, so it still didn't alarm me, but I thought it was really strange because I was like, wow, that's a lot of Greek, you know? And so my sister happened to be working with me. Um, she worked, she still does work for me. And so I called her into the office and I'm like, hey, I need you to do your DNA. And she was like, okay, you know, whatever. And so we sent hers off. And then when hers came back, 
um, of course, the first thing I was looking for was ethnicity and there was absolutely no Greek. And Mm -hmm. I was, you know, you, you kind of go through a whole range of things. And one of them is denial. That's, you know, that's just not a river in Egypt. (laughs) You really do think that, you know, well, this has got, you know, I'm going to explain this somehow. But um, then I got to where I could see relationships, you know, um, who was I related to in, 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 in that whole scheme of things. But I still didn't, I still didn't know. So I went to my mom, who was, you know, who is living, and I just said, "Mom, you know, I'm, I need to get your DNA." And she's like, "Why?" And she said, "I said because I'm Greek." And I, and I guess by this time I'm a little suspicious. So she's like, "Well, I don't know what you're talking about." And I said, "Well, I've just did my DNA, and it says I'm I'm half Greek. So you have to be half Greek because because my sister Devin is not, you know." And she says well, what if I'm not? And I said, well, if you're not, then we need to talk because (laughs) I'm half Creek. And so I don't know why she did, but she agreed to do the DNA, (laughs) which is hilarious to me. But I guess, you know, she had pushed it away for so long and had told the story for so many years that she just wasn't ready to, I think she kind of blocked it all and just wasn't ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we send off her DNA. And of course it comes back none you know, no Greek at all. And I said, well, mom, you know, um, you know, I love you. It doesn't matter, um, from, from between you and I, but I do deserve to know the truth, um, about my, you know, ancestry. (laughs) And, um, by this time I was looking at my sisters and then my mother and then me on the ancestry.com site. And then I could see where it said half sibling to my sister. And that was when I really, really knew that, you know, my dad wasn't my dad. Um, and, um, so I, you know, my mom denied everything. And of course the first words out of her mouth were, well, I didn't, you know, mess around or screw around or whatever the wording, I don't remember exactly the words, but I knew the minute she said it, that she did (laughs) because, you know, usually your whatever is in your mind is kind of what kind of pops out and she said it, you know, and I thought, yeah, okay, well, I've got some Greek somewhere. So I just let it go. I dropped it for a little while and, um, Lorna, are your parents, were they still together? Stayed, did they stay together? Okay, so my mother and my dad that raised me, um, my dad had passed away about four years before. Um, but they had divorced. And that's another strange thing was it, when, we, when all of this finally came out and she does finally confess, um, my, my dad had, been passed, had passed away four years before. But even funnier than that is they had divorced like 25, 20 years before. So why, you know, at, I, I see at different junctures where she could have said, you know, there's something I need to share with you. But, but I asked her, I said, dad, when you and dad divorced, wouldn't that have been a good time to maybe share this with me? And she said, you know, it just never occurred to me. It just never occurred to me. And um, so I just, you know, I said, okay, you know, so let it drop or whatever. And then later on I said, when dad passed away, don't you think that would have been a good time to, to share with me? I mean, I kept, you know, just asking her, what was she thinking? What was she thinking? 
And, and she said, it just never occurred. It just never occurred to me. And I mean, I really sincerely, with the look on her face when she said it, I really believe that. I really believe that it just, you know, it just never occurred to her that I wasn't his. Hmm. Because she had been 19 years old and, you know, this she's 80, you know. So that's a long time hmm. to squash something, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, he, you know, thankfully, I, I say, thankfully, my birth, my birth certificate father, the guy that raised me, my dad, I call, my dad was passed. And um, I know now that he knew um, because he actually worked with my sister, who was a little younger than me, um, and they worked together. And one day after work, um, I guess they went and had a cocktail or two and maybe, you know, he had loosened up a little bit and he shared a story with her and he said that he was in the air force. And when he came back from Korea and then he brought me and my mom back to Kentucky that he said, um, his family looked at me and said, that ain't your baby <laughs> basically. Oh. And he said, yes, she is. And I don't want to hear another word about it. And him, then he took, then he immediately said to my sister, please don't ever share that with Lorna. Please don't tell her that. So I think that was his way of subliminally maybe planting that seed so that hopefully someday I would know the truth. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, and, and she and that sister was the only one that when I went to them and said, holy cow, you know, what is this? I'm Greek. You know, she was the only one that said, why do you want to know? You know, what does it matter? And, you know, and she she was very defensive. And now I know that it was because she was trying to honor my dad's wish that she keep that secret. OK, so she didn't, yes. she didn't want me to know. And I see that she, because when, and I immediately could tell that she knew something, you know what I mean? And so she did finally tell me that story. And, and I think that he would, would have wanted her to tell it mm -hmm. to me. Are you the oldest of your siblings? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, and I think that, and it's so funny because they are, they're all, I mean, so supportive and really good about it. They are, you know, they were, they were a little bit weirded out at first and maybe even a little bit jealous, you know what I mean? Because they're like, okay, who are, you know, because they didn't want to share me, I guess. I don't know. But they also just didn't want me to be hurt. And that was the main thing was like, we don't want you. Cause I was, I was digging for information. You know, I, my mom wouldn't tell me anything. I had no name. I had no birth records, nothing. And I just refused to um, give up. Um, I had someone tell me I, that when I'm determined to do something, I'm like a dog after a meat wagon. I'm just not going to give it up, you know? And so I was digging and digging. And so finally, I think my husband felt so bad about it. He said, why don't you hire them to help you? So I hired Ancestry.com and they had a whole team of people working on, you know, to find my birth family. Oh, and I didn't realize that they did that. You can do that yeah. through Ancestry. Yes, 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 you can. Um, it's not the cheapest in the world, but they were very, I mean, it. they worked with me for nine months. And, um, and they were very, very 
thorough and um, they did. And they even said, they would say to me, if you're, you know, if we feel like we're at a dead end, we're going to stop and we're not going to spend your money, you know, unnecessarily. So when they looked at my, the information that they had at that point, when they very first, when I very first found it all out, they said, well, we can tell that you're uh, Greek, of course, (laughs) that you're, um, and I don't know how they knew this, but they immediately knew that I was from the island of Crete. Um, and they knew that I was either a first or second generation American that either I either, yeah, first or second generation, either my father had immigrated over or his parents had immigrated over. But they said, other than that, there really wasn't any way of knowing because Crete is an island and there was lots of intermarrying and people, you know, among the island and all of that. So they said, basically, what we want you to do is upload your DNA to every site available and we're going to just have to wait and we're going to look for that needle in a haystack. We're going to try to find that that person that's going to match with you. That's going to be a close match. So that's what I did. I uploaded on every site that there is. And then we waited about seven months passed. Not anything happened. And I pretty much had given up. And my poor husband, you know, trying to be supportive. He, You're going to find them. You're going to find them. You have a whole family out there. You know, what if you have brothers and sisters? And I'm like, I'm not, this is all a waste of time. It's not going to happen, you know. And so he um, <laughs> he was trying to be upbeat about it. Um, I, I just wanted a name, you know, I always wanted to know what, what would have my name have been basically is what I was really wanting to know mm-hmm. at this point. And because I think the day that it all, I, I just have to say that the day that I found out it was like a big hole just opened up underneath my feet and half of me got sucked down into that black hole. Yes. And, um, it wasn't that I'd lost my dad because I didn't. But it was, I lost who I was, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, about seven months goes by, and all of a sudden I get a close match, and it's a gentleman, and he is supposedly a first cousin, of course, which is very close. And so the team calls me, and they said, oh, we have a, we have a match. This is your first cousin. And they said his father's name um, was Castronakis which is very Greek. (laughs) So um, I was pretty excited about that. I thought it was cool. And, but they said, but we don't know any more than that. We don't know who your father is yet. We know this is not your father. You know, his father is not your father. So, but we have a name. So we're getting closer. So a couple months goes by and then I get a, um, a close match from 23andMe. And it's another, you know, it says first cousin slash whatever close relative. And it was a young lady. And um, so I sent her a message and I told her the story because by this time, um, almost a year has passed. My mother has confessed. Um, She confessed by text. Can you believe it? Hmm. Um, She said she told me she couldn't remember his name. She didn't know what his last name was. She gave me a wrong last name. She gave me a really weird Greek sounding, but it wasn't the right name. And then she just told me that she remembered where he was stationed at, at what Air Force Base and just very, very vague, not much information. So um, anyway, the lady, the girl that I that matched with, I just sent a message to and said, um, 
you know, told her who I was and that I wasn't looking for anything that she could, she could look me up on Facebook or Instagram that I was very successful person in my own right. Didn't want anything, didn't need anything, just was looking for who I was and that I had this name and that I knew where my birth father was stationed in 1955. And if she had any information about this family name, would she mind to share it with me? So two or three days goes by and I get a message back from her and she says, Lorna, um, you know, she tells me her name and she says, I think that um, I have the answers that you're looking for. She said, my married name is this and, but my, but my birth name was Castronacus and she said, my father's here and he'd like to talk with you if we could have your phone number. And of course, I'm freaking out because I still don't know how she's really related to me. And I don't know who this father is. I don't know if this is my father, her father, my uncle, my brother. I don't know who this is. I don't know who these people are, but I was really, you know, excited to get someone that close match. So, of course, I gave her my phone number right away. And in about 20 minutes, I get a phone call. And as it happened to be, it was about two hours from here <clears throat> and uh, um, is where they live. And he says, um, Lorna, uh, this is Michael, and I'm pretty sure I'm your brother. And um, he said, we've, we've, of course, I didn't know I was, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you know, this is just really crazy. And um he said, um, we, you know, we, it's taken us a few days because we've not, you know, this is a shock to us. We don't, we didn't know. And, um, I mean, I, and I, I get that I had been looking, they hadn't, you know, and they said, he said, but I went to our father, our father is how he said it. I went to our father and I went, he's alive. He said, he said, yes, he's still alive. He's very ill. He's not in good health, but he's alive. And I just asked him, you know, about, the possibility of could he have fathered a child in 1955, you know, or whatever. And his answer was, well, there was a lot of pretty girls back then. Oh. And, uh, he said, I knew at that very moment you were my sister. Wow. He said, you look just like us. Well, when he said you look just like us, that's when I broke down. Because I've never in my life looked like anybody. So that was pretty crazy. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he said, yes, I'm going to send you pictures. He said, um, you look so much like us. It's, a, it's not even, you just won't believe it. Wow. And we both were crying and, you know, and he was, he was pretty upset because, you know, he didn't know what to do about his dad and he doesn't know what to do about his mom because, you know, his mom is still alive too. And she has no idea about me. And so I'm basically kind of the elephant in the room for them. My whole family knows. In fact, their whole family knows they've told their kids. Um, I've met nephews and, you know, everyone. And the only person that really doesn't talk about it is my dad and, his wife, they, they keep it from them. My dad has even asked when my birthday was. I know he knows about me because my mom says she told him she was pregnant, but she was married to another man. 
and he was 19 and my mom was 19 and she barely knew my dad that I, that raised me. Um, he, they got married and a month later he left for Korea and this all happened while he was gone. And then my birth father was getting ready to leave for Korea. Um, fraternizing with a married woman would have, he would have been dishonorably discharged from the service. And, you know, Greeks were expected to marry Greeks, just like blacks were expected to marry blacks and whites were expected to marry whites back then. I mean, it wasn't done. So there was a whole lot of cultural things happening, you know, that weren't, that just didn't make things possible. So he told her there was nothing he could do and walked away, basically. Oh, okay. And I mean, he this was after he found out. Yes, yes. Okay. And, he, and then there was no DNA test available. He didn't know my mom that well. They had just had a short little fling, you know, I mean, it was one of those, you know, few weeks, I'm sure, not much more than that. And so... You know, there was no proof and it would have put him in a precarious situation, I guess. And so my mom just said I was just determined to do whatever I needed to do because she had already lost a baby. And, you know, she was just determined to have me. And so when my birth certificate father comes home, which I think is hilarious now when I think about it, you know, I'm sure she just, just jumped on him like a, you know, like we got to get pregnant or whatever. And then, Oh, look, I'm pregnant. And then I'm born six months later, quote unquote premature, which I have learned mm -hmm. happened a lot back then. Mm -hmm. So um, I was a little bit small. I only weighed four pounds and something. So I was a little, probably a little bit premature, but not a six month gestation baby. I would not have survived in speaking with, doctors now I would have only weighed about two pounds and probably wouldn't have survived but but back then you know people just didn't know and couldn't give those dates you just didn't do you didn't know all that stuff back then so she was able to pull it off even though my birth certificate family all knew they never you know his parents and his he had two sisters and I and his parents were wonderful to me they 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 I never knew and they adored me and mm -hmm. There was only one sister and she was so mean to me my whole life. And I never knew why she didn't like me. Never understood it. Now I get it. She, you know, she was just, she was horrible to me, but the rest of them really weren't. I mean, everybody else was loving and kind and good. And I just thought, I don't know what's her problem. But, you know, now I understand she was afraid of the family antiques or something, you know, <laughs> So was it kind of unspoken then with your with your dad, with your birth certificate father, that they they all suspected, they all knew, but it just wasn't talked about? Yeah. Well, my mother said that my dad didn't know. This is what's so funny. They never discussed it. So here I am. I come, I come out, you know, six months, whatever. I'm supposedly, you know, premature. And my mother said, oh, I said, well, do you think daddy knew? Now, this is, you know, just me talking to mom. Oh no, he never knew. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is look at me and you could tell I'm definitely not his. But, you know, he never spoke of it and they never talked about it. But it was a factor in their marriage because he never trusted her. And um, I never understood why. But as a child, some of their biggest arguments were about her and her flirtatiousness or her relationship with other men, whether they were 
innocent or not, my dad was very jealous. And so um, it, I, I think it was part of their biggest issue was that he never trusted her after that. But as far as I was concerned, as far as the way he treated me, I was my my family, my siblings say that I was the favorite one. <laughs> they say they say, well, he treated you better because he knew yeah. it was almost the opposite of what some families get. You know, some children um, who are NPEs feel all their lives as if they were second cast, sec, you know, second class citizens. And for me, it was almost the opposite. They kind of put me up on a pedestal. It was really strange. You were very special. I was special, right? And it's, you know, that doesn't happen a lot of times in this situation. Most of the time, it's the opposite. Yeah. You know, every time you looked at me, he, I mean, every time they looked at me, they knew who, who I was. There's no way, you know, because when I get those results, results back and looked in the mirror, it, I knew immediately, I was like, oh my God, I see. You know, why didn't I not see this? I am so, I have such... Greek characteristics is not even, I mean, there is no doubt, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I even had a friend of mine whose daughter married someone from Cyprus and he came to America and she introduced me to him and he looked at me and he was asked her, well, where is she from? And she said, well, she's from, you know, our hometown or whatever. And he goes, no, I mean, where is she from? And she said, I don't know. She's Irish or Scottish or something. And he said, Oh no, she's Greek. And my friend said, no, she's not. And he said, oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> so we laugh he about re- it now, you know? Yeah. He recognized your features as being okay. Greek features. Totally. Okay. So every time my dad looked at me, he knew, but he never ever once, you know, let on that he knew or treated me any differently. Hmm. I mean, I was his first one. Um, I was the boy he never had. We were all girls. So he would take me fishing and, um, you know, he taught me how to dance and, you know, he, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he sounds like a wonderful father. He was a good, he, he had his, you know, moments, but he was a good man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good man. <sighs> you know, I think, I think he's glad that I know, but I also think he wants me to remember that he was, he's my dad, you know? Yeah. I get, I don't know. I get, um, it's going to sound kind of spooky, but I guess, but I get signs (laughs) and, um, you know, if I'm really thinking a lot about all of it, he gives me signs that he's there. He wants me to know mm-hmm. that he's still here for me. Yeah, I don't need them. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need, you don't need that other family. You know, it's not that he's jealous. I mean, he, you know, I think he wanted me to find the others, but it, he's number one, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and that's cool. Um, I'll probably never meet my birth father. I don't know. He's because the siblings, that I found, which are all very loving and sweet people. Don't get me wrong. Um, they're not wanting to upset their parents in their final years. And we all had dinner one night together and they were very, they were all, I mean, because 
they're very family oriented, you know, Greek people, that's really huge, you know, family. And so one of the first things they asked me and they were so upset about was that did, did their dad know that my mom was married? And I said, I can't answer that. Then they wanted to know, um, well, I think they were, I think they were upset that the thought that, that he abandoned me because they felt like that, that he should have stepped up, you know, because if he knew about me, yeah. oh yeah, he knew about me. He knew about me, but I said, don't, don't be angry at your father. I said, he did what he had to do for the times. And I don't hold any ill will towards him at all. Now, if I'd had a bad childhood, maybe differently, I don't know, but I don't have bad feelings towards him at all. I did have a question about your your new half siblings and your birth father sounds like they're trying to kind of wrap their head around this and and you know a few questions around oh well if their father knew Mm -hmm. did did he know that your mom was married did he how could he have known that he had a child out there Mm -hmm. that sort of thing have they do they not have that ability to do they not want to go there with him? Do they not want to ask him those tough questions? Um, I think when, yeah, no, I don't think they do. Yeah. I think they're afraid to upset him and maybe afraid that they're going to, um, you know, open a can of worms, so to speak, that maybe with the mom and, you know, like, will the dad feel like he needs to share it with the mom? And then here's their last few years together kind of I guess if you want to say sullied I don't know what the word would be but you know um kind of complicated with the thought of me which is kind of funny because I was six years I was born six years before they ever married so it wasn't like he was married to her or anything so you know some people that you know I talk the who are NPEs and I shared the story with, they're all like, you just need to go knock on his door and you just need to go meet him. And you're going to be sorry if he passes and you haven't met him. And I mean, I am torn about it, you know, but I also, I don't want to upset them and I don't want to upset their family. And I want to respect my siblings, you know, and their decision. And that's what I told them. I said, you know, I'm, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I keep hoping maybe in a way that they'll be, I know my brother want for one at one point said, I'm going to feel guilty because if you, if he passes away and you don't get to meet him, I'm going to feel guilty about that. He's already told me that the others, the sisters, they're more protective over their mother. Yeah. So they're more like, well, you had a dad that loved you. That's their rationalization is that, well, you had a dad that loved you. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine, you know. Yeah. So um, it doesn't really completely, I guess, complete the circle, if you will, um, no. of knowing. But if that's as close as I get, then I'm going to be grateful for what I have and that, you know, there could possibly be um, – relationships down the line if I were to just barge in and do something against their wishes then they're going to be more apt to cut off ties that would be for future generations to have connections you know I would like to see my daughter and their kids you know be friends or whatever and I don't want to ruin that just because I have a an 84 84 year old man that I might get a chance to meet once you know yeah so I know that sounds 
cold. I don't mean it to be like that because it's not. I, I think about it almost every day, to be honest with you. And you don't sound cold. In fact, you sound so considerate more than I could possibly be as a human. So considerate of, of all aspects of this, thinking about it through your half-siblings and your birth father's wife. And that would be hard to take all that into consideration. You were born years before your birth father ever met your met his current wife, right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Okay. What I, um, you know, I like I said, I, I just I just feel like I don't think that it's my place to um just barge into their world and and complicate things for them at their age, you know? Yeah. And 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 you spoke with him, right? You spoke with no. him on the phone one time, no. so he, no, he knows my, you. No, only my brother. Oh, oh, that was your brother, not mm-hmm. your birth father. Right. Okay. Right. No, I've never gotten to speak with my birth father. I have pictures. Um, and, that you know, that's the hard part is like, I don't know. The holidays are hard. I hate the holidays. <laughs> you know, I'm because we're friends. It's really funny. We're friends on Facebook. We're friends on Instagram, but we don't acknowledge each other as relatives. You know what I mean? Like, we like each other's pictures. and things like that. I'm sort of, I'm the elephant in the room, you know, because they can't tell their mom. And so, um, so I'm not on, I'm not out, if you will, you know, and um, it's, it's sad on the holidays when you see all the pictures and they're all together and everybody's having such a good time. And, you know, it's just, that's the hard part is that you feel left out of things. But then I think, well, but that's crazy because, you know, if things had been different and my daughter and I were just talking about this today because at first, you know, my daughter really kind of messed her up too, because she doesn't, her grandparents are both past, you know, my dad's past and then her dad's dad's past. And she's really family oriented. And she's like, well, I'd like to meet him someday. And I'm like, well, we just don't have that. We don't have that option, you know? And, um, but then she said, like I said, if, if my mom, if my dad would have said, well, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You have this other man's baby. Then I wouldn't have ever had my other family, you know, and all the blessings that I have from them. So it's like, it's, you just can't go back and try to wish things to be different because you lose, you lose either way. You're going to lose. I would have lost either way. I would have lost one or the other. So there's not a really win-win situation about this for NPEs. NPEs, don't have a win. There's not a, there's not a win. (laughs) There's a loss. There's a loss no matter what. And as, as an MPE, you know what I'm saying. It's so unfair. It's so unfair to you. It's unfair. It's unfair. Um, but, but it's also, and, and, you know, maybe learning at an older age and I'm not sure what your age is, but I am an older person. So, um, you know, I learned at age 60 and, Um, so I'm well into my journey, you know, almost four years actually. Um, and I think as you're an older person is a little more pragmatic and can say it is what it is, maybe a little bit easier than a 30 year old, maybe, or whatever. Um, I never got mad at anybody. Really. I never got, I never did the anger stage of grief. And I do tell people because I do help, um, we have a, Facebook group called DNA NPE friends. And I am a part of that. And I was 
when I when I joined it, um, there was like 600 people in the group, and now there's about 6,500, and that's in less than three years. Oh, and you were you were one of the originals. Yeah, I was one of the originals. Yeah, and um, and I just love Catherine to St. Clair, the founder. She's just wonderful. Um, but I try to tell people that are coming in, you know, that you're especially the ones that are just finding out, I'm like, you're in a grieving period. And if you don't let yourself grieve, just as if you, it's a death, it's a death of who you thought you were. And, um, and go to grief counseling if you need to, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, you're going to have to grieve. And so when I say that, you know, all the stages of grief that there are, the one, for some reason, the one I did not ever have was anger. I don't know why. And maybe that's going to come someday. I don't know. Um, the sadness, definitely. The shock, the denial, you know, all of that. I mean, all of those. Um, and they still come and go. You know, the day, the sad days still come sometimes. Um, but never the anger. Never the anger yet. I don't know why. But some people, and I tell people, you know, go ahead and feel those feelings and, and let yourself have those days because you have to get through it. That's the only way to get through it. If you, if you don't feel it, you're stuck in it. You know, wow. if, you, if you deny yourself that feeling, you're stuck and, and it's okay. You know, it's okay to cry all day. You know, I have people to say, I just cried all the way to work today, you know, or, um, you know, one of my hardest days was on the fifth anniversary of my dad's passing um, because that was the day I, I, he had been sick for a while and he, I don't know, he was kind of grouchy and we even had words. My last words with him weren't really nice. I mean, we were mad. I was mad at him because I didn't think he was trying to get well <laughs> and I didn't know that he was as sick as he was and nobody did. And we kind of had him in rehab trying to get him to where he would do, but he was stubborn. But I also know now that he was really sicker than what we knew and he was tired, you know. And um, so on the fifth anniversary of his passing, I just kind of wished that I could have told him thank you, you know. Thank you for raising somebody else's child <laughs> and, and loving loving me like he did because I know he did. And that was a tough day for me. And that was way long past after I'd learned. And, you know, I I hadn't really had that that sadness, you know, until then. So it's kind of minutes like that that hit you, <laughs> you know. Where you just feel all those emotions again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just, I wish I could have told him thank you. And I wish I had, a, you know, not been mad at him and then he passed. So I now my mom's in a nursing home. And so I tell my siblings all the time I am not leaving her room ever mad at her I don't care what she says what she does I don't care how frustrated I am with her I'm going to tell her I love her and I'm not mad at her because I'm not going to do that twice you know mm-hmm. not going to let that happen again so yeah and that's important to you yeah yeah, yeah that's sweet yeah it's hard you know because you want them to you want them to do what you want them to do and they don't always do it so it's tough Lorna, thank you so much for sharing all of this today. Well, thank you for having me. I've, you know, I just hope that I can, my thing now is if I can help somebody else understand um, not only other NPEs, but people outside of that circle, 
understand really what it's what it feels like from the inside out because you know a lot of people really kind of dismiss you and say well you had a dad you know and and my story is the best story really because I have I came out with two families now I have a whole family over here and a whole family over there. Whereas some people are ending up with no families. They're, they're being rejected by their birth certificate families and they're being rejected by their birth families and they have nobody. And that's really, truly happening. So I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful for my, you know, for my story being as good as it is, but there's, but there's some that aren't in people that are outside of this, of this whole phenomenon, I guess, if you will, they need to be really compassionate with a friend um, who they find, who finds this out and not be flippant about it, you know, and to try to make them understand that they, that it's okay for them to be grieving for who they thought they were for, you know, they're not who they were, you know, it's important for them to be supportive and not dismissive about it. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot of understanding for the, for the different emotions and the different places that people can be along their path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry that this kept dinging when I was talking to you. I think my, my son needs to be picked up. You had some, you have such great things to say. And I'm, I, I'm just sorry if that bothered you or anyone else. If people wanted to reach out to you or, or mm-hmm. learn more about, about you, how would they find you? Um, LWLittrell at gmail.com. How do you spell your last name? L-I-T-T-R-E-L-L. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Lorna for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.